Season 2, Episode 1. Boom, boom, boom. In all the beginning. Welcome to the Shafe Bros Podcast. I'm Nate Shafe, and sitting with me always is the bro Shafe, Joe Shafe. What up? Here to give the people what they want. All right. We are coming at you every other Sunday. This is season two. We are happy to start up again. Like it. We finished uh, season one back in 2018. Seems so long ago, but took us a little while to get back on our feet. I was sick, and things just kind of didn't work out, but we're here now. Important thing is we are here ready to keep rocking and rolling and giving you guys more episodes to listen to. How you feeling, Joe? You know I'm feeling good, man. It's gonna be it's a good it's a good beautiful day today, and I think uh, with the Oscars coming up and our topic today, I'm I'm looking forward to discussing. I think we're gonna have a good little uh, good little debates and discussions. Nice. So uh, we are recording this on on uh, Saturday, uh, February 23rd, and tomorrow Sunday, February 24th, the 91st Academy Awards, aka the Oscars, is gonna be uh, showing at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard at the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles, California. Popularity contest 101. Here we go. <laughs> so uh, today, uh, as our first episode of season two, we're gonna be opening it with. Uh, I believe Joe and I is one of our favorite uh, award shows of the year, the the Academy Awards, the Oscars. I kind of do a little Oscars preview and kind of give you give you guys our thoughts on kind of heading into the weekend, kind of the the, narr- the little bit of the narratives uh, heading into the award show, and then as well just our guesses of what's going to happen. Then we're going to look back at past winners and past losers and the biggest snubs of past uh, Academy Awards. We'll be playing a little game of uh, for the uh, past Oscars. We'll see if they still got it or if they fade to black. There's no point that they got the win. All right. So uh, so tomorrow, the 91st Academy Awards preview, uh, we just want to run through a few different of the uh, nominations for different categories that kind of mean mean something to us. You know, uh, for me, first and foremost, I know everybody gets, gets the love for the, the best picture. Um, you know, and we'll say that to the, to the end of this section. But mm-hmm. for me, documentary feature is always a super important uh, category. That's like your best picture version for you. Uh, yeah, that's what you I, I love documentary feature. Like I have on my phone like a list of all the past uh, documentary nominations of the past 20 years because I want to go through and watch them all. Nice. And so I've been slowly making my way through as I can find them on streaming. Um, you know, documentaries are so cool. You, you just get to learn a lot. Uh, and I've always been interested in documentaries and kind of how they develop how they create them as well as even in my own time shooting a little small documentaries myself nice i like it we got our very own documentarist right here i like that very much yeah so documentarian Joe. oh i apologize excuse me oh we're getting real deep now people <laughs> so the nominees for a documentary feature uh is uh, free solo uh hail Hale county this morning this evening minding the gap our fathers and sons and rbg Aka Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary. That's the one I feel like is gonna win, honestly. In my you opinion, like it, it definitely has some of the popularity because it's of the current uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and kind of her popularity. I just actually finished watching it this week. It's on Hulu. It's pretty good, I hear. Uh, it is. It's pretty enjoyable. It's a nice story, and she is such a character, you know, and like how she got to where she is, and just kind of her advocacy of equal rights for all. Um, right. You know, and she's it's kind of impressive how like strategic she was, even as a lawyer and then eventually as a judge, then eventually as a Supreme Court justice of like how she would rule on things and 
always come out, you know, with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights in mind as a, as someone who's a upholder of the law, but how she kind of worked to make it so that everybody, whether male, female, uh, black, white, you know, yeah. brown, orange, whatever, you know, like and everybody had equal rights. The living the level playing field. That's um, true. So that's pretty amazing. That's good too. But I think even too, it's kind of smart how if you think about the marketing, uh, the fact that last in the fall last year they came out with the, on the basis of sex, so it's kind of gave her a feature film of mm-hmm. her life and how it worked out. It's kind of smart how they did that. Mm-hmm. Got to go check that out on the basis of sex. It's a really good movie. Yeah, with uh, Claire Foy and Arnie Hammer, I believe. Yeah, the two two leads. But so heading into the weekend documentary feature, uh, I will say. The narrative of everything that I've kind of heard as I listen and read uh, articles and really kind of get hyped up for the Academy Awards is that Free Solo is the favorite to win. Mm. Uh, this is a you documentary. You saw that one, right? I saw this one. I bought it like the the week it came out uh, on on streaming. Um, it's a National Geographic documentary about uh, Alex Honnold who free soloed El Capitan in um, Yosemite, which is like the largest face, uh, you know, in mountain face whatever or cliff cliff face i guess in yosemite valley um it was like over three thousand feet of just him climbing with just a chalk back no ropes straight going mission possible too right there yeah and what what he he accomplished it it's pretty amazing he accomplished it in four hours wow some people takes days to do as they climb up with their gear and kind of you know keep setting it all with nothing else except just a bunch of just his shoes his shoes a t-shirt uh some shorts and and a chalk bag no rope just like climbed up that is Um, like it's a it's an amazing documentary um it that's straight man status it's just that it's the two years it's it's the event itself of when he climbed up and then as well the two years previous of like him uh, preparing for it and it's amazing how you can see somebody like Alex Honnold, who is like a climbing prodigy savant kind of thing, you know, but like he could, he memorized every single hand, left hand, right hand, left foot, right foot, hold and position from all all the way from the bottom, all the way to the top. Like he could recite it and he would journal out like every single move he would have to do to get past. And there was like a few tricky spots, you know, on um, El Capitan that was like, questionable you know of like if someone can actually do it with no rope and stuff and so the great thing is he he, he completed it but it's not a spoiler it's been out it's been like in the news for like two years <laughs> as they uh, put together a documentary but i will even though you know the ending you know the guy because he's been doing interviews in preparation for the academy awards um it's still the last 30 minutes is still one of the most stressful things you'll ever watch like on screen the last 30 minutes like you'll see like him he's putting all of his weight on his on his foot which is on like a like a little lip that's like the width of your finger you know like and it just gets you stressed and like a couple of the the really tricky spots whatever like they do such a good job of building the characters and the relationships he has around him and they're like man like this part of the wall is like really really difficult and like one mess up, you know, you, you, you die and you basically have to have four hours of perfection to like make it through, you know, and, and like him to get to these different parts and you're just like, oh man, I don't know. I don't know. And it looks so sketch, but then like he makes it through, like you were just so stressed out, um, in the last 30 minutes, but it's an amazing, uh, character, character study of this guy. Interesting. That sounds good. I like that. I will have to shout out though. I I'm looking forward to, which is also on Hulu. It's a Hulu documentary, Mining the Gap. Um, which was Bing Liu, who's like a 23-year-old, which uh, which he was... I'm really looking forward to watching this documentary because it is 
been on a number of people's kind of like top five, top three of mm. like best movies of 2018. Wow. And it's a documentary, but it's this guy, he, I think he went to Arkansas and is big time into skateboarding and like kind of had a little community of friends, but he like did a documentary about skateboarders and the relationship between them and their fathers and just how, you know, homes can be abusive, abusive places, Yes, you know, and, um, and how that kind of, uh, that relationship and that connection between multiple different men, uh, boys and girls who skateboard and kind of use that as an escape to get away from their families. And like, which he, you know, turns the camera on himself as the director and like examines his relationship with his mom and like why he went into skateboarding and like dove head first. But it's an amazing, from everything I've heard and kind of, I listened to the interview, uh, with the director and I'm like, I'm super looking forward to watching it. It's on Hulu. So if you have it, you can watch it. Uh, yeah, I think I already am going to make my list on Hulu right now and watch <laughs> all of them, but it's pretty exciting. So, uh, sorry, I've ranted too much on documentaries. Uh, I love it. It's like one of my favorite spots, but Joe, what's, what's a, a, a nomination or nominees you want to, you want to talk about in a category for this year? I have to say something. I'm probably going to disappoint everybody. It's a little lackluster this year. I don't feel like I'm really excited about really? it. Really? Like all in so, all, like the, just even the, the, I feel like, Maybe, and I think we'll get to this later, but like it's very popular political contest. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, and I maybe as because I've gotten older, but I'm like, sometimes, you know, the best movies aren't even nominated, you know, of the year. Um, like what? Um, I mean, I think for me, the only well, the thing is I don't get out to the movies that much because I've got a kid. <laughs> but I mean, the only thing I've seen uh, this year was the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. But that's, you know, a children's. But to me, I was like, that's probably the best movie I've seen this year, you know. And is one of the best movies I've seen so, as well. Um, and then last year for 2018, I think we saw, uh, I thought Creed 2 was still great. Yeah, I'm not Creed- saying it was best picture, but I thought at least, you know, you know, Stallone should have got nominated for best act- supporting actor or, or Michael B. Jordan, at least something. So I thought Creed 2, I don't know. It just, it varies. It's, I feel like as I've gotten older, it's, it's funny. I feel like I look back into the past, like mm-hmm. we'll go through the best pictures and all this different stuff. I feel like when I was like, before I was born, all the old movies, like, I feel like they got it right. And then it was like right around the time where it's like 2000s it started to become more popularity rather than, okay, what's the best movie? What's you mm-hmm. unanimously the best actor or the best actress or the best director? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, I'm not saying they were perfect in the past, but it just seems like I looked at, was going through all the past winners and I was like, yep, that's a check. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's good. That's good. Wow. That's really good. Wow. I would not have picked that one out of all those, but that's a good pick anyways, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it's tough now. I mean, I think the only movie I, I think I want to see win best picture just to blow everybody's mind because everybody hates superhero movies is Black Panther. That would be crazy. That would be earth shattering. If Black Panther won best picture, I would, I think not only just the fact it's a superhero movie, but I think because everyone talks about it as a, you know. African-American movie in a light like that would be yeah that game changer because a lot of these old method actors all these people say oh these superhero movies are ruining movies because now everyone's more focused on the special effects than the characters but that one best picture I just would you know I think I'd love to see something change the it would, game yeah it would totally change the narrative of like in, in the box that people put superhero movies into mm-hmm. um, and especially I could see a guy like Ryan Coogler making it happen uh, he did such a good job on Black Panther so um, but you earlier brought up uh, Into the Spider-Verse which is an animated feature film uh, category so I'll, I'll run through the nominees real quick and I think we're both in agreement of what will win but Incredibles 2 Isle of Dogs by Wes Anderson Mirai uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse yeah win. same maybe that was, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Incredibles 2 or Ralph Breaks the Internet wins but I think yeah Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse was just something I went in with not low expert I thought it was going to be good but it was like wow this is actually really good yeah and I think it's such a very especially, especially with those three uh, Incredibles 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Those are uh, 
It's a it's a loaded category, but I think sure. at the end of it, Into the Spider Verse is going to win. Is it sad to um, say now that that it, movie was one of the best movies I saw last year? It's kind of funny how nowadays it seems like instead of the best pictures, they're being like, "Wow, all these great movies! How are you going to pick?" It's now it's like, man, all these animated feature movies are the best stuff. You can't pick, you know? Yeah, like whatever wins, you're like, that's a good movie. It is a good movie, and the the thing I love about animated movies and like, which I don't know if a lot of people know, is like they basically spend like two years preparing the movie. From what I hear, yeah, like because you. Before you even start like animating and everything, you have to make sure all the writing and all the story is like so like locked tight solid. Um, because right, if you have to go back, oh no, let's go change this in the script. It's like you've basically just like thrown out like pe- weeks of people's animation work and like the stages that animation goes through. So it's such a it's such an awesome uh, style of movie because the stories are so good and it's, most of the time animated movies the stories true. are. Uh, just on point. It's almost like these animated studios are like the old studios back in the golden age of Hollywood where they mm-hmm. would like spend time on making sure the story was good and then they would, you know, start making everything. Now it's like, we don't even have a script yet. We're just going to make it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Okay, well, let's um, let's go to actor in a leading role. So right. nominees is Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born, Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen in Green Book. I'll be honest, man. I think they're gonna. I want to see Bradley Cooper win it, but I think they're gonna give it to Christian Bale because he's so he gets lost in that character. Very true. I would agree. I think I believe Christian Bale probably should win. Um, I will say, kind of, there's a little bit of a narrative heading in just from the previous award um, shows, runs, whatever, like the the Screen Actor Guilds Awards and like and the, and the Golden Globes and all these things. That's kind of like built up, right? They kind of affect kind of how people are thinking about. Uh, the Academy it's Awards heading into, though, but yeah. it, there's a little bit of narrative that Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody is kind of a little bit of a favorite, not by like that much, but that people are considering him, um, which is people, you know, the narrative is like that. Yeah, it's kind of upsetting because it's like it wasn't like that great of a movie. Um, I was, was just like, going to say, I was like, I don't even think it was yeah. like that good. But I we're I think we're in agreement. Christian Bale, I think him as in Vice is is an is it a great choice? Yeah, I want I really do want either Bradley Cooper to win because I thought he you know he deserves something. But then as well too William Defoe, he's been an actor for like since the seventy. Like he's been an actor been around for a long time. You yeah, know, really. I wouldn't I never got the recognition. Exactly. I, guess. I mean, I know this probably would be like the whole like a life achievement. Like even though it is for this role, you're pretty much like dude, you've made a lot of great. You know, you were the Green Goblin, so mm-hmm. we got to give you something. You know. All right, we'll do two more categories. All right. And and uh, actress in a leading role. So it's Yalitza Aparicio in Roma. Sorry, so basically the lady from Roma. Yeah. <laughs> Which is on Netflix if you haven't seen it. Uh, Glenn Great Close in the, the Wife. Glenn Close in The Wife. Uh, Olivia Coleman in The Favorite. Lady Gaga in A Star is Born. And Melissa McCarthy in Can You Ever Forgive Me? I will say heading into the weekend, the narrative is Glenn Close uh, more as a lifetime achievement winner. Um, for her her role in the wife but more of just like hey you had a great career you know it's like one of those yeah, people who like never got like was nominated a bunch never got anything like and they're like oh they'll get it later and like eventually it's like now it's later you know and like people say it's virtually a lock that glenn close is gonna win because she but i honestly want to see melissa mccarthy man because that would be crazy it. she's awesome though that would be such an that would be the biggest upset of all time <laughs> if melissa mccarthy yeah. won um, but she was good in that movie. But yeah, and it, when you kind of look, if you read it, if you read and kind of listen and watch, like, kind of the narratives and the and the, I keep saying that word because I think, you know, the storylines going into the award show plays such a big role in how people are going to vote and where, how people are swayed. Um, but 
Yeah, Melissa McCarthy is not. It's like the least favorite to win. Really? I thought her yeah. acting was good in that movie. It was a good, they, you know, they nominated her, which is like cool and stuff. But All know. right, last category we got to go yeah. into is directing. I was going to say best picture. but Okay, let's do that. We'll do best picture. Go for it. Because we got to end, end the segment with best picture. All right, go for it. Um, so best picture, which is the biggest award of the night and everybody's kind of like uh, rocking into is uh, Black Panther is a nominee. Uh, Black Clan. Black Klansman, Spike Lee's film, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice are the best picture nominees. It almost feels like it should be Black Panther, man. I've all, I'm like, I can't see anything that would else. be. I honestly think that would be the coolest thing. Um, Maybe Black Klansman because it could be Spike Lee's like you know achievement award kind of thing because he never won anything. Yeah, there is a lot of drama around Green Book, um, <laughs> and a lot of drama around Bohemian Rhapsody in regards to the stories and the production behind making the movie um and then people are saying roma could definitely win it even though it would, be, would not be surprised it would be very won. crazy if a black and white foreign language film no a netflix film and a netflix film but they definitely is one of the most prestigious things you've seen it's definitely not like a big time popcorn movie put on your 3d glasses it's more of like a sit and really focus and reflect and let the uh, yeah, black the emotions should, sway over you. But T'Challa should run the Oscars this year. Yeah, T'Challa. <laughs> telling you, man. Like black I think Panthers they were trying to get win. the Avengers to host the Oscars. Uh, I don't know if it ever worked out. That would so be we'll awesome. Um, okay, so that was Best Picture. I think we both think that Black Panther would be an amazing win, but probably, you know, all in all, Roma will probably win it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're in agreement there. Sad, but true. Yeah. And then you said best director. Okay, let's just hit that one before we before we move on. All so right. directing uh, is Black Spike Lee for Black Klansman, Powell Paulikowski for Cold War, which is on Amazon Prime. Yeah, Yurgos Lanthimos. That's on my actually. That's on my watch list. This Cold War. Um, Yurgos Lanthimos for The Favorite, Alfonso Cuarón for Roma, Adam McKay for Vice. My honest opinion right now, and people are gonna think I'm crazy. But I think it should be the Cold War guy. He should win. Really? Because I started watching. I just watched the first 10 minutes and I was like, this movie's really good. Like, <laughs> the directing wise, I was like, it this got movie's you. really got good. got you in the first 10 minutes. But I wouldn't be mad if Spike Lee won. I really? almost would be like, you know what? Just give it to him. Like, yeah, I think he's up for one of the writing roles. And I think they're probably going to give it. Because that would be like, he's like never, notoriously never gets nominated or just like, and like just doesn't have the best kind of like relationship with the Academy. But I think they might give him something this year for like, you know, hey, great career. They should give you it know, to him for directing. Clap, clap, clap. Great yeah. career, career. But um, at least, you know, Alfonso Cuarón for Roma is you like you like that guy though, man. Dude, he's one of the greatest directors like living right now. Like, if you go, like he, if anybody remembers Gravity, like he did Gravity. If anybody remembers Children of Men, he did Children of Men. Like, if you don't know this guy and you go look at his like IMDb, don't forget he also did Harry Potter. Uh, he also did Harry Potter, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Which is arguably one of the top Harry Potter's of all eight movies. Really? Yeah, for sure. Um, you can go back. I've we've gone back He's and watched so Harry fun. Potter multiple times, and every time I see Corone's uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, I'm always like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that!" Like he just has so He's many things in got it. it. But was um, it a his movie, or was it you feel like it was a major blockbuster type of like it wasn't his personal? It was a mix of both. Oh. But I also think it's so amazing that he totally shifted the. Oh, now we're going to get narrative. into like a Harry Potter deep no, dive. Gonna, but like... Yeah. <laughs> Steer the ship back. Steer the ship back. Um, but anyways, so Coron, I think, is I think is going to win for Roma. Right. I'd like to see the guy who did Cold War win, but it's probably going to be Spike yeah. Lee. Yeah, and he might... Honestly, he might win his 
uh, movie might win for cinematography, but you know, that would be my guess, but who knows? Nice. Um, anyways, let's move on to the next section. On to the next part. Still which got is, it or fade to black. Joe, take it. right. So guys, we're going to be playing a game called Still Got It. We're going to go back through old past winners of the best picture at the Oscars. And we're going to say, if it's still got it, that means it's a great movie even today. And you should probably go out. And if you haven't seen it, you got to go watch it. Mm-hmm. And I'm even talking the old black and white movies. If this is like one that's still Don't got it. Don't hate on black and white. That's right. You know, we all love for everybody, guys. One love. Uh, but anyways, you guys, so still got it. And if I say fade to black, maybe in the time it was good, but probably something else should have won that year. So I'm going to run through and I'm going to list some best pictures. Give us a I'm couple seeing, of years, Daniel. I'm going to give some for my bro. So first starting off, we're going to go back to the day, back, back in the day, even before um, color was involved. So I'm going to go 1943. 1943. Casablanca, best picture. Still got it or fade to black? Let me see the nominees. Casablanca. Oh my gosh, so many nominees that year. For whom the bell tolls, heaven can heaven can wait. The human comedy. Turn up. Watch the Ryan. I haven't seen any of the rest of these movies. I've only seen Casablanca and. But Casab- is it yeah. based on that movie? Would you say it's still got it or fade to black? Still got it, man. All right, like Casablanca it. is one of the best movies of all time, dude. All right, okay. Here's looking at you, kid. Come on. It's a classic. All right, here we go. Another one for you. Um, 1954. On the waterfront. 1954. Okay. Um, I I would say yes, because it's in the lexicon of like amazing movies, especially with Marlon Brando. It was like, mm. I could have been a contender. You know, right, like yeah. that, the famous lines, like there's such like, if you go this far back, Joe, like you're going this far back, you're like, you're, you're, you're messing with the iconicness of like mm. things that are on like the highlight reels of Hollywood just in general like these are the things that like people turn to when they're like what is quintessential hollywood you know you're looking at golden age hollywood which is like the quotable lines the amazing and moving stories i agree with you i think it's still got it all right next one 1964 my fair lady my fair lady oh dude Uh, i actually think it's fade to black really yes i think it's either should have been mary poppins that year or dr strangelove that is a, such a strong year, but you're talking to somebody who both myself, well, your wife is a huge. Both myself and my wife are such big My Fair Lady fans. Like we'll we will still listen to the soundtrack to this day. Like we still listen to it. I listen and I, like sing along to the song. It's such oh my gosh, dude! It's such sorry, an amazing dude. movie. I mean, but I, I will I will say though that like Mary Poppins, I believe is one of the best movies of all time. Like well, that's because you watch it on re-end. Mary Poppins is amazing. So like I'm, I'm just totally torn. Like. I think My Fair Lady is, a, is amazing. I do believe Mary Poppins is like transcendent. So mm. I guess I would have to go Faded Black because I believe Mary Poppins is a superior movie. Okay. Um, right. But My Fair Lady, don't sleep on that. That's such an amazing movie. All right. I'm probably going to go to one that... Uh... I remember seeing My Fair Lady for the first time at Stanford Theater in downtown Palo Alto, which is like old theater that plays all the old movies. Um, and just being in the balcony and like totally being transfixed for the whole like three hours. I saw My Fair Lady and I was like, okay, it's good. I, I see like, why they remake it. But I was like, I'm looking back on like, that year. I was like, I kind of like Dr. Strangelove. It was so ahead of its time though. In 1964, or I guess it was made in 1963 or whatever, premiered in 1963 and then one in 1964. Um, yeah, for like that movie, like I was for the three hours plus the intermission, I was just blown away. Like My Fair mm-hmm. Lady is such a good movie. Got it. Don't sleep on it. All right, here's another one for you. 1977, Annie Hall won Best Picture. Still got it or Fade to Black? Uh, it Fade to Black because Star Wars is here. Like, <laughs> Really? You're going to go with Star Dude, Wars? Dude, you just got to go with Star Wars. It launched like one of the biggest franchises 
probably the biggest franchise of all time. So you're saying Star Wars should have won that year. Yeah, Star Wars is such an amazing movie. Um, and to even like if you go back and read the books of like how it was made and like such like a duct tape and spit mm. and like Elmer's glue kind of like production Got to it. make it happen and like what it eventually became is amazing. But Annie Hall is awesome in its all own right. right. But I'm like, I, Star I Wars is so transcendent. I, I agree with you on that. All right, here we go. 1980, uh, Ordinary People. Ordinary People. One Best Picture. But look what else was in that category. Oh, Fade to Black, man. It's about Raging Bull. That's what I'm talking Rage- about, dude. It is all about Raging Bull. <laughs> Raging Bull, dude. Highly recommend it. You yeah. cannot go wrong with De Niro. I've never right. even seen Ordinary People. I just know that Raging Bull is like a, a gut punch of a movie. All right, here's another one. 1981, Chariots of Fire, Best Picture winner. Still got it or Fade to Black? I would Look say, what else is I would on that list. Fade, <laughs> Look what's on that list. I would say fade to, fade to black. What is on that list? That Raiders of won. the Lost Ark. Correct. Raiders of the Lost Ark is 1981, uh, um, nominated for Best Picture. And I've seen Chariots of Fire. Chariots of Fire is amazing. I was very inspired by that movie. Super awesome. You know, great thing to watch. But when you go back and watch Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm. that is from beginning to end, from like start to finish, <laughs> that is like one of the tightest, cleanest uh, economical. What I would means, say economical. The stories are so good. You don't. There's the no most lag economical time. movie. There's no downtime. Like it's just moving, moving, moving. Like every conversation is moving the plot forward. Like you know, Indiana Jones is like such an awesome character. Harrison Ford at like the most Harrison Fordness. You know, like he's just the dude. And Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my personal favorites. All right, next one, 1989, Driving Miss Daisy. Look what else is in that category, and tell me if something else should have won. Oh man, um, it's on that list. I am looking on that list. I don't know. I think um, should have been Dead Poets Society. Bro. I was gonna say Dead Poets Society. There's also Field of Dreams, which is good. Kevin Costner favorite, and then My Left Foot with Daniel Day Lewis. I've seen but those three no movies. No one's touching Robin Williams. So yeah, I think I don't know. I think the ni- 1989, which is the year I was born, Dead Poets Society. I think just means more to me just because of that iconic um, character. Oh, uh, Captain, my Captain. Yeah, and like and just the relationship he had as a teacher. I think anybody who's like in school and like going through school, if you watch that movie and you're like, mm-hmm. man, I wish I had a teacher that inspiring. Nice. Like I think it just kind of if you if you if you watch it at a point in your life, um, it it definitely means a lot to you. So All I would right. say so, fade to black for sure. So fade to black for driving Mistake. All right. 1990, 1990, Dance of the Wolves. Still got it or Fade to Black? No, I love it, but I'm going to say Fade to Black because you know what else is in there? Oh, good Goodfellas. Fellas. Come on, man. Fade to, that's, Goodfellas should have won it. Yeah. It's so funny when you go back and you watch, like, Dances with the Wolves is great. And I've actually been thinking about wanting to uh, go back and rewatch it um, now that I'm, like, a lot older than when I last watched it. But, like, yeah. some of these movies, you're just like, geez, like, See how fellas, tough it is to like, pick? Well, it's like in the moment, you're like, oh, okay, whatever. But then like time Years, tells, yeah. time always tells like which one, which movies are the best movies. It's true. So it's kind of crazy. But okay, right, you, got, go. you got a couple got, more? I got a couple more and then we're going to end it. All right. 1994, Forrest Gump, still got it or fade to black? Now look what else is in that list. Okay. There's there's Pulp Fiction and the Shawshank Redemption. I believe, I, I believe... This is my own like naive opinion is uh-huh. that 1984 is like one of the strongest years. I think there's plenty of strong years. But you think like, 1984 is one of the strongest years? In my like being alive, you know, time. 94. I, I think because I'm like Forrest Gump. I, Forrest Gump means a lot to me. Like that, that movie will always like very that at the end, like it will always get me to tear up. But then Shawshank Redemption is one of the most like amazing, amazing movies you've ever seen. Uh, and then Pulp Fiction is like. That's Tarantino's breakout. Yeah, well. Reservoir Dogs was breakout. But I like, mean, like this is when people were like, "This guy's different." They took notice, yeah, for sure. 
but I don't know. I think it's Pulp I think fiction, dude. I still no, I believe Forrest Gump is amazing. Like So it's still got it? Yeah, for sure it's still got it. Really? Up against Pulp Fiction and Shawshank. Yeah, I think it's still got it. All right, okay, here we go. Uh, let's see. One more. One Give more. Give us one more. Give us one more. One more. Here we go. Oh, here's a good one for you. 2006, The Departed. Still got it or Fade to Black? Mm. You're probably not going to like my answer. Um, so the only ones that I think like really kind of whatever contend is Little Miss Sunshine, which is like iconic indie film. That was like, I was going to The indie with. of indies, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I did watch The Queen um, with Helen Mirren. Um, that is a great movie too. Um, me and my wife are always a sucker for the the English royals, but um, I don't know, man. Like I feel like that year is like is an important year because it was Scorsese's like, hey, this was your you, this was your career Oscar kind but of he thing, was which one is of like best which director is, though. Oh, for sure. But like for his picture to win best picture, like that that is a very important year. Bro, we should have won in 1990 with the Goodfellas, man. He should have won for Goodfellas, but it's like, it's one of those, like, if you take it away from him, then he has nothing, you know? And so, like... Well, he could still... See, if his picture didn't win Best Picture, he still would have won for Best Director. That's not taking anything he away needs, from him. He needs a Best Picture, man. He's in the pantheon of great directors. Okay. Right, well, that's our Still Got It and Fade to Black. Okay, well, let's... We should do this a lot more often yeah, with we different definitely categories. Should. We love movies. Um, okay, so last thing we want to hit before we close out is uh, favorite winners and biggest snubs. So oh, I'm ready we're just going to pick our one favorite, like, uh, best picture winner from the past and our biggest snub. Like, what, what, what do we think was the biggest upset? Um, the one that, like, the biggest snub? Yeah. Dude, I, I think this is one that really, <laughs> and I'm going to break it for everybody. This is the year that really killed me as, like, a film guy. I was in college and I was getting into film. And I remember when I saw this happen, I literally was like, this is all political. This, it's not about talent. Was when Mickey Rourke didn't win Best Actor for The Wrestler. Oh, man. He should have beat Sean Penn for Milk. Oh, okay. All right. I was super disappointed. Because here's why. Okay, maybe people think I'm crazy. You're a fan, dude. I am. But the thing is, though, he was winning every Best Actor Award. He won the BAFTA. He won the Golden Globes. He won the Screen Actors Guild Award. I thought Mickey Rourke, I was like, he's going to sweep it. He's going to take everything. Going to take it. And then when they randomly give it, and I know he has a little bit of a troubled past and whatever you want to call it, but I was like, dude, I mean, if we're going to talk about talent and the way people act, it should be, you know, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw it happen, I literally was sitting in the living room and I watched it happen. And my mom was like, oh, he didn't win. And I was like, you fell, a- you fell out of your chair? No, I just looked at my mom. I was like, or I looked at the screen. I was like, this is a joke. It's all political. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Talent doesn't matter. And then I think it broke me kind of like, all right, I guess Paul, it's all about popularity. It's not really about great talent. Yeah, It is. I think more than people know, it is about narrative and like who, how the studios and the producers and stuff you. are. Well, they're like, they're swaying, they're like sending people gift baskets. They're like, you know, going and doing talk shows and doing the circuit to like get people to really pay attention and like hear the, the narrative behind their movie and stuff. It's, it is very much a more of a pageantry game than it's like terrible. an actual, like, let's like be objective and like look at the nuts and bolts of a movie and like break it down. But that's what I was so angry about. It is kind of crazy. Um, Sorry, that's just my opinion. But That's your biggest snub. Okay, what's your biggest like? My favorite one was actually in that same year when Heath Ledger won for The Dark Knight. Really? Because I thought that was a win for super comic book movies. Oh, and for I'm always sure. a fan for ups, for things like breaking the narrative and the mold. That's why I was telling you if Black Panther wins for Big Picture, I think it's going to be even bigger. But mm-hmm. I mean, I knew it was a given because he had passed away, but still I was like, dude, it's a win for comic books. The fact that he won an Oscar for playing a comic book character, I was like, okay, cool. Now it's getting respectability. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. But it was that same year. That year it was it was one of my favorite wins and one of my most saddest like snubs ever. Really? Yeah. Oh my. Because that was the same year. Was uh, Mickey Rourke didn't win for Best Actor, and then Heath Ledger won for uh, uh, Best Supporting Actor. I would say the, the the year that always stands out to me is 2011 when um, when the artist won. Like, oh dude, I went and saw the artist like in theater because I was like, okay, cool, like black and white silent film. You know, they got you know dancing and and like it's a cool story, but it's like I haven't watched it since. Like maybe I've watched it, like once since. No you lie, know? that's I've only seen it in theaters. Yeah, the the year it came out, like it's like, oh, cool, you know, and it feels like it was definitely a win for like, hey, this is what Hollywood was, you know, hey, yeah. look at me, hey, yeah. you know, but I don't, that year is like 2011 has my, like my personal favorite movie of all time, Midnight in Paris, which I believe. You yeah. thought that should have won? I love that movie, dude, because it's like such a funny movie. Like everybody's doing an impression of somebody. Um, Owen Wilson is doing an impression of Woody Allen the whole time, and it's just like comedy. I just it just makes me laugh out loud. If anybody, I think it's good, but I thought if anything that year, it probably should have been Terrence Malick's uh, The Tree of Life. Okay, Terrence Malick, pretty pictures, no story. Like, come True. on. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you're gonna do, I mean, that's what the artist was. There was no story. It was pretty much. Yeah, just there picked, was a story. Yeah, but it. I mean, there was no dialogue. That was the only thing. <laughs> you're but that's just There's my no dialogue. I'm just trying to. I'm ha- we're di- we're dialoguing right now. I mean, we have more dialogue <laughs> right now than the artist has. That's all that's, I'm. That's trying actually to say. very true. Um, okay, so but I thought Terrence Millick. He's. A I feel like that director. was the biggest nub for me, though. Okay. Because um, it also that year also had Moneyball, which was like amazing. War uh, Horse. Don't get me wrong. That was a good movie. Yeah, I saw that in the theater. That was like that was cool. But that was, it was dope, a, dude. It was okay. I wasn't the like, fact that it was, it was Spielberg, char- but it was like it was the like, main character was a horse, and you were in. <laughs> You were enthralled the whole time the movie was going on. Don't tell me that's not a great movie. The main character was a horse? <laughs> and it didn't talk at all. Yeah. What? The horse didn't talk? What do you think, dude? It wasn't Mr. Ed, dude. Come on. <laughs> um, so that's, I think that was my biggest snub. Now, if you had Mr. Ed in it, I would be like, that's an Oscar worthy oh movie gosh. right there. Oh, my gosh. I think the, whatever, my, my, my favorite, my favorite best picture of all time. I don't know. There's like so many good ones. Uh, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King stands oh. out to me just because it was like it was low. Out of all the ones you had to give it to, was that one? It was amazing. I wouldn't say that's my thing, but you know, I, know that mine. one stands out to me. It's like yeah. totally awesome. I would have to go. To, honestly, I would have to go back to Forrest Gump. Like that movie just really means, that movie means a lot to me. Um, just you know, my heart for you know individuals with special yeah. needs and caring about them and stuff like that. Like yeah. and like you know, Forrest had a, some of his whatever whatever challenges he might have had or whatever, but like. Even the very, like at the end of the movie. If you haven't seen it, come on, people. You need to stop listening to this podcast literally right now and go watch for 1994. Come on, people. Um, He, you know, when he's like, when he's asking Jenny, like, you know, is he like me? Like the the worry and the, and the, and the tears to his eyes about like, man, did, did my, essentially did my special needs pass on to my son? And like, and Jenny reassuring him that he, you know, no, he's typical essentially like, oh my gosh, like that gets me every time. Like. But to see like somebody who has his different whatever yeah. challenges and shortcomings as as whatever yeah. his abilities like to be on these like all these iconic uh, moments in history is like oh that's so cool like anybody can do anything you know anybody can meet the president three times yeah in his like lifetime. <laughs> show the president his butt too that's true I mean that's one but I think for me the best <laughs> jumped picture, up and bit me in the butt talks <laughs> the best picture of all, I think the best picture win and probably one of the greatest movies of all time is obviously 1976 Rocky 
I mean, you can never. Go I was going to say, that. as I'm looking through this, I'm like, Joe, why, why haven't you talked about Rocky yet, dude? I was going to talk about my favorite, <laughs> my favorite best picture win was I think Rocky. You can never wrong. Even though Taxi Driver's on there, Network's on there, as well as all the President's Men, which are, I've seen those all movies. All the President's Men is amazing. That's great movie, but I just was like, dude, you can't go wrong with Rocky. Yeah. I mean, that's that hits everybody, Rocky. All right. Well, like, you put that on anytime. Anytime Rocky is on, I literally have to stop and finish the movie. Like, it's that good. Yeah, it's an amazing movie. I do agree. So make sure you guys check out the 91st Academy Awards, which is Sunday, February 24th at 5 p.m. It's all political. Don't do it. (laughs) Um, So make sure to check it out. Uh, You know, movie going experience is a part of the American tradition. Um, We all enjoy our movies. It's everybody's tradition. I mean, they do Uh, it in Europe, too. So yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like it's a it's like it's almost like an American pastime. But anyways. Um, make sure to check it out. I always like the Academy Awards because one, I like kind of write down what things are nominated. So then I'm like, oh, I can always go back and go see these movies because they got some recognition. It's always a good like, oh, these are the good movies from last year. Let me go if I haven't seen them, let me go watch them. So that's always even if on that selfish basis, you can watch, you can go go check it out. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you to leave a five star rating. Five stars, baby. Five, 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 five stars. And feel free to write us a review. Uh, and make sure to subscribe to the feed to keep up with the latest podcast by the Shape Bros. Yo, 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 the Shape Bros. <laughs> we do our own sound effects in studio, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, so thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you guys later. Adios, amigos.